Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. Okay, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting live from NGC Studios here in South Florida, and I want to thank you so very much for uh, joining me here tonight. Contact info as usual. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SumW underscore NGC, hashtag uh, Whitfield Report, hashtag Sam's Savages, follow me on Gab and Mines uh, at Sam Whitfield, Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report, and uh, thesamwhitfield.com is my web address. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, um, tonight is the uh, kind of the end of summer episode, I guess, or one of them. Um, and, uh, tonight I will be diving back into Owen Benjamin's stuff. Um, I, I did take a break from it for about like a two months or so, um, but needless to say, now I kind of need a break from all of like the mass shooting stuff and, uh, all of that, and plus we're not into election season yet, so I, uh, figured I would just take, uh, an opportunity to kind of catch up on some of the Owen stuff that has been happening in the world, and holy crap, uh, 
there's not a lot that disappoints uh, when it comes to content. So, uh, first of all, I have a uh, document, a little short document I want to break down from a friend of show, Alan Powell, who uh, has covered kind of the fissures that are happening right now between uh, Vox and uh, Owen. So to speak, the the relationship hasn't quite uh, dissolved fully, but it's starting. It's uh, starting for sure. So this uh, video is titled um, Owen Benjamin and Vox Day, a lover's quarrel. So I will cue that up and. Uh, Yeah, great, great work by Alan Powell, and I'll be kind of breaking this down. So, uh, clip number one, roll the tape. Here we go! I don't think that most of you understand that Owen is much more honest than the average person. Tradwife Life says, what will you do if Owen turns on you like he turned on Alex Jones, Rogan, and now Crowder? I don't believe he will because I don't plan to treat him like Alex Jones and Rogan have done. Um, Alan Powell, you're wrong. Owen, which gets, which is very interesting considering that um, Vox Day and Alex Jones are now kind of getting chummy again now that Vox has a, uh, a book to promote, but nonetheless, this is the way things are uh, going, so continuing on. Obviously understands comedy, and the reason that he's not touring anymore is because the venues will not permit him to perform there. You clearly have no idea what's going on. So... A lot of people had warned me about, about Owen Benjamin. A lot of people had, uh, you know, let me know that it would be uh, a real blow to my credibility if I was going to, I was going to work with him. Um, and they let me know that, you know, this was somebody who, like the drama, you know, couldn't get along with anybody. I have to call out someone that you considered a friend, but as we know, there's no other uh, way around it. You know, if you don't, if you don't stop the bleeding, you got to amputate the arm. And of course, I'm talking about Fox Day. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people have been telling me, oh, you know, you, you need to disavow him. You need to, you need to. Which is interesting, Owen, because the same thing could have been said about, you know, Eric Nimmer. Because, uh, you know, people tried warning you about Nimmer, too, and you uh, didn't want to pay attention then, either. So. Make it clear that, that you don't have anything to do with them. I was warned over and over and over again by people. When I got, when I first became friends with Vox, first it was, he's all right. You know, 
Uh, Steven Crowder tried to warn me. He said, he's all right. Don't, don't hang out with him. He, uh, he's going to ruin any credibility you have. And I said, no, but I like him. He's cool. He's, he's, he's smart. Uh, you know, I, being, being very smart. When you find another smart person, it's like black guys finding each other in Utah. So they're saying, you know, they're saying, oh, well, you know, he, he bought into this, this fake Marine sniper thing. And, you know, obviously he did buy into a lot of, a lot of fake stuff like, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro and uh, Jordan Peterson. Just like I usually do, I let people in too quick. People are like, Big Bear, you have 250,000 YouTube subscribers. This dark stream has like 8,000. No one even knows this guy. And he's using you, Big Bear. He's using you for your people. And I, I, I have a hard time conceiving of that. I don't. Because I would never do that. I never. So, Owen. 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 Even after the Eric Nimmer situation, you still have trouble understanding that people want to use you. Oh, okay, I guess. Uh, that right there is very telling. Very telling. Think anyone else would do that? And as time goes on, we start unauthorized.tv, and I see just how many of my people are there. You know, bears are asking for verifications. And then yesterday on some live stream, someone said um, that I was his meal ticket. And normally I would just shrug it off. He said, Oh, Benjamin's your meal ticket. And, and what did Vox do? He laughed, he cackled. <laughs> That's preposterous, he said. Preposterous? But, you know, I was talking to a mutual acquaintance today. Uh, this is someone that uh, you, a Hollywood figure that some of you know of. Um, it's someone that Owen knows personally. It's someone that I've worked with. And so, um, you know, I consider this person to be extremely credible. And I consider this person to be a friend. I mean, this is somebody that I've, I've uh, actually spent a fair amount of time with and worked with and so forth. And we were talking today, and he said, do you know why Owen's channel got a strike and why all of his videos are now gone? And I and took all his videos down. Like, literally, he took all of his own videos down. Well, I didn't know the videos were all gone. I knew, I heard he got a strike, of course. I knew it all, all about the strike, but, but what's up with that? And he said, well, you know, the, the video was really bad. I said, well, what, you know, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I know which, which video. So it was the, the Boomer video. And he said, exactly. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't get it. And then, but then we, you know, I started thinking about it. And here's the thing. 
Owen is a millennial. Okay, okay, first off, no, Owen is not a millennial. At all. He, now, I know that there is like some, uh, I know that there's like, uh, disagreements on what the definition of millennial is. Some people, like I've heard it, def I've heard millennial defined as anyone born like in the 1980s or later. I've heard people defined as anyone born in like, you know, from 1990 to 2000. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, either from the 80s to 2000 or from the 90s to 2000. Uh, even if millennial, even if Owen was tech is technically like a millennial, he's like pushing what a millennial is. He's like borderline Gen X. So there's that. And I'm Generation X. And so we have a very different relationship with the baby boomers than the millennials do. Here's the thing about Vox Day. Vox Day has never been close to what I got. And that's a liability. When he was growing up, and he'd look out his father's Gulfstream G4, and people would say, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's using a big bear. You're a big Hollywood hotshot. He's just uh, uh, a guy with, a, with a, a stream. Why are you letting him in? When Vox was growing up, he would look out his father's Gulfstream G4, and he would dream of one day being close to a guy who was one of the stars of TBS's primetime sitcom lineup. You know, we... Okay, now... This clearly has to be uh, satire, right? I mean, there, there's no way that Owen is being serious about that. Um, so, and and by the way, the the fact that, like. The fact that uh, Owen is calling Vox a, gu a guy who just has a, has a stream, that's laughable in and of itself because, uh, you know, if, if Vox is just a guy with a stream, then what are you, Owen? That's literally what you do all day is just stream. Understand the baby boomers. They raised us. You know, we were there for the music. We listened to the classic rock in the car from the time that we were five years old until we were 20 years old. You know, we understand their thinking. We understand who they are, what they are, and in, in a way that no millennial can. And, and I, I guess the point that I'm trying to make here is that it's not right to disrespect the greatest generation that America has ever known. It's not right to disrespect the generation that literally 
change the world. When Vox Day became a multi-platinum game designer, he was like, maybe one day I, would, I could know the smell of goats. Maybe one day I could know a guy named Owen Benjamin. And so when you look at... Okay, now, that, that bit is funny, but not in the way Owen thinks it is. Like, if you were just a random guy who just kind of tuned into Owen and didn't know what he was about, and you heard that, that's, that's a serious WTF thing right, right there. Like, even as someone who kind of knows their ridiculous material that they do, that, that's still a very, like, what? Like, how is that even supposedly a joke? It's, it's not funny at all. What Owen, this millennial, has said about baby boomers, it's just, it's not acceptable. It's, it's disrespectful. And, you know, I don't know if we have, it's generationist. I mean, why is it okay? Why is it okay to be racist or sexist? And we, we all know it's not okay to be racist. It's not okay to be sexist. But it's okay to be generationist? No, it's just as wrong. It's every bit as wrong. And so, and then, on top of it, on top of making fun of things like, you know, Iconic things like Woodstock, like the moon landings and so forth. To use the H word, uh, that was too far. You know, I mean, I had to admit, you know, my friend was right, that I have no choice but to disavow anyone who is going to use the H word. The only person who is allowed to use the H word, the only people who are allowed to use the H word are boomers. I'm Generation X. I've been around boomers all my life. I know boomers. I understand boomers. And even I would not use the H Yeah, I mean, so Coke, so Coke, go in the chat. By the way, right, you, the username brings up a good point. It can't be real. If it was, Owen would be assuming that Vox is a, sod, is a wizard sodomite. Oh, yeah, I mean, clearly, this is all you know, a, a sketch. It, it seems pretty obvious. But the reason why I'm playing this is on the surface, I mean, they seem to be, be kind of poking fun, but I, I guarantee you that in a couple months, they're, they're going to be at each other's throats. Maybe not at the end of this year, and maybe not even by... Um, you know, early next year. But I, I guarantee you that at some point Owen is going to say something so erratic that even Vox is going to be like, whoa, cut it out. When Vox Day was the top 40, when his band was in the top 40, he said, no, no, none of our songs are about a bike and a young person of color.
Okay, so even Owen's jokes about Vox, like their their whole little bit, it, it's it's lame. And when was Vox ever in a top forty band? So. And so that's why I am forced to disavow Owen Benjamin um, and all the other millennials who are showing disrespect to the greatest generation, the g g generation that, that changed the world, that made this world a better place, that ended war, that caused the seas to stop rising. Oh, wait, that's Obama. Um, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, this is clearly a bit. I didn't know point. I was being used by Vox Day until I ran the numbers. We broke 3,000 Big Bear subscribers on unauthorized.tv, and that's a milestone, obviously. But I ran the numbers. After we pay for our technical fees and uh, all the fees involved in running your own site that hosts videos. I did the numbers. I added it all up, and I looked at Vox's, just Vox's cut of my people supporting me is in the low four digits, the upper lowest four digits. And that type of power and influence can really go to a man's head. Bald head, I might add. Anyhow, yeah, boomers are now a protected class. And if you haven't noticed... My mustaches keep going missing. It has now been brought to my attention that Vox Day has been farming my mustaches for one day to have hair again. <laughs> Every time I grow a mustache, it mysteriously disappears. <laughs> and then, lo and behold! <laughs> Vox Day backwards is... Zod... Yad. <laughs> Russian small hat hiding in plain sight. <laughs> Granted, I, I, I suck at improv, okay? I, I do. This is why I'm not a co This is why I'm not a comedian. I'm not good with, like, improv. But even that pause wasn't good. Vox Day has made four digits a month on me on unauthorized.tv. The highest part of the lowest part of four digits. And once people get a taste of that, once people get a taste of that web hosting money. So they might not be fighting now, but it does seem to me like, as Ellen said, they're, they're a little... There's a kernel of truth in every joke, and it does seem that even though they're joking, we are kind of getting into the, um, you know, underbelly of what's making Owen mad at, at Vox. You just can't trust each other anymore. When I saw him laugh at the concept of me being a meal ticket, I, I you know, listen, the guy's a, a best-selling author. Multi-platinum game designer. Comes from wealth and privilege that I can't possibly comprehend. That being said, without me, he's nothing but 
Nothing but a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't even know how to end this one. Um, yeah, his name backwards is Zavyad. Russian Jew hiding in plain sight. Uh, I just felt like that was a pretty good way to start it off. Since he already kind of did the satire joke about uh, disavowing me. So, anyhow. Um, so, as, as you know, um, I'm not disavowing Owen. Um, in fact, uh, I think that Owen actually uh, had a excellent point. Uh, way too many of you guys knew it was a joke, so it wasn't as funny. But... Um, because it was obviously uh, a bit of a payback. But I just, the Gamma Male is so preposterous, uh, George, to think that, that I'm Vox's meal ticket or that he's my meal ticket. It's, it's insane. It's just men working together. And we actually have one of the healthiest relationships I've had with someone I work with because he doesn't want to be the, he, he likes doing his own thing. Satire or sarcasm? Satire. Sarcasm is, is a specific form, technically, of satire, but it's, it's, it's for people that want to say something. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do a whole stream just on one. Everyone, please go subscribe to my uh, buddy, Mr. Uh, Alan Pell. So, uh, very well done. And yeah, I mean, halfway, I mean, even like five minutes in, it was pretty clear that this was satire. But there are kernels of truth to all this. Um, I don't think that Vox and Owen are necessarily going to, you know, stay in a working relationship. Maybe they will. Maybe I'll be wrong and they'll go on to make like hundreds of thousands of dollars with unauthorized uh, maybe it'll be bigger than infowars who knows um but going on to uh, infowars speaking of uh, infowars so alex jones had a uh, Google Insider on the other day. A quote-unquote Google Insider. Now, I do want to make a quick note on this before we start. To me, it just seems like there's a new Google Insider uh, coming out of the woodwork like every week or so. At this point, there actually seem to be more Google insiders, in air quotes, for those of you listening on the audio podcast, uh, than there are actual employees at Google. Um, and by that, I mean people claiming to be Google insiders and, and whistleblowers. I mean, I, even I get emails from some of them claiming to have worked for Google on information, but then when I ask for, like, verifiable stuff, they don't want to show anything to me. They only want to pre present stuff on the show. And so it, it just seems like a big troll. Um, but I digress. So, you know, Owen's been 
Um, you know, Owen's been on this whole kick against Alex Jones for a few months now. Uh, you know, after the ro- after after Alex Jones and Rogan pretty much made up a few months ago, uh, Owen turned on Alex, and uh, you know they had their little spat spat for a while, and. Uh, you know, now it seems like Alex is becoming closer with, with Vox, so to speak. And, uh, you know, this insider guy said that he, he read Vox's book, and that's the clip I'm going to, to play for you, uh, guys. So all this, like, Google Insider information is um, very interesting, so to, so to speak, or rather you know, what this guy is claiming. So, uh, here is uh, Alex Jones talking to a quote-unquote Google Insider about about the social justice warriors. Uh, Clip number two, go. And the thing is, is that I'm not entirely sure that the executives are really running the, the, the company. I suspect that there might be someone above them operating from the shadows, you know, operating through the executives. Well, um, I actually want to recommend a book um, called SJW's Always Lie by uh, Vox Day. Yeah. Um, that's the only book that I would recommend that someone would read if they're going to... I don't mean to plug it, but we do sell it at InfoWarsStore.com. That's one of the few books I've read the last year. I've been so busy. Yeah. They always lie. They always lie. And the thing is, is that people that aren't familiar with the tactics, you know, because this is is weaponized, they don't understand what's going on. And so they're likely to make a bunch of mistakes. They think that they just capitulate and, like, apologize, then it's just going to go away. Oh, no, a few years ago, I'm like, well, I'm not really saying that about Sandy Hook. But if you say I'm hurting you and sending people to your house, I never did that, but I apologize. That's when they just... Okay, so this insider, this quote-unquote Google insider, immediately, and I think this may have been more towards the end of the uh, Alex Jones interview, but he he plugs um, Vox's book on Alex's show, and Alex apparently also sells copies in the InfoWars store. Um, which, that's kind of weird in and of itself because, uh, you know, Vo- Vox and Owen were both uh, bashing Alex a few months ago and yet you're going to still sell his book in your store, Alex? Okay. Whatever. But, um, yeah, uh, um, an insider or a whistleblower who's trying to, to uh, you know, sell something directly related to the quote-unquote whistleblowing, like, that always makes me suspicious. Um, kind of like on another subject real quick, when I listened to the, to the uh, Joe Rogan interview with Bob Lazar, I liked Bob Lazar. Lazar is part of the conversation, but that other guy that was on with Bob Lazar, the the journalist, right? He was he was just there to sell his book to 
you know, Rogan's crowd. He wasn't really there to, you know, actually converse with Joe and Lazar about Area 51. So, but that's a whole nother stream for another time. I don't want to get bogged down into Area 51 stuff. Maybe I'll save that for the end of the year. But, yeah, this, this Google Insider, quote-unquote, is just selling bucks at this point, it seems. Full metal attacked. Yeah, they double down. And the thing is, is that they're going to pray your apology around and say, well, you know, he admits to this, that he's, like, X, Y, or Z, bad person. And then they're going to use that, and they're going to pray it around. And this is not something that people, like, understand intuitively. And so the thing is, is that, you know, get this book, SJWs Always Lie by Box Day and read it. It's a fascinating read, and it goes by really quickly. And um, it's kind of a funny title, but it... The point is, stop capitulating, stop kissing their ass. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because I, I knew not to capitulate the political structure, but I'm like, oh, the families. I didn't really do this, but it, it, if this is really happening, I'm sorry. And then they just all go out with talking points, and then keep, and just attack, 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 attack. Yeah, so I followed this book basically as a tactical operation manual on how I was going to leak this information. So, But, but let, let's go back. Like, What exactly did I do at YouTube? Um, what I did at YouTube was I was a senior... So first off, for anyone who, a who actually wants to do citizen journalism, let me plug a book, and it's not even a book that was written by me about like citizen journalism and, and activism. See, this is the other thing. Vox is claiming that like he's written the tell-all on like SJWs and you know the expose on SJW and, and the media, you know, and all that stuff. Um. Andrew Breitbart, the late Andrew Breitbart, wrote a pretty good book on um, on the media war and the in the uh, and uh, the culture war and how to confront uh, leftists and do research. Uh, and that one is called uh, "Righteous Indignation." Excuse me while I save the world. It's um. I mean, it's part Andrew's biography, but it's also, or autobiography, but it's also kind of like a how-to on citizen journalism. And granted, some of the uh, references are outdated a bit, um, but it's still a good book. Um, and I actually did read like part of SJW, it was always like, it wasn't bad. But I actually think that uh, Breitbart's book, if you want to get serious, that's like a really good starting point. So, um, but anyway, this, this guy was going into what his position was at YouTube. Do at YouTube. Um, what I did at YouTube was I was a senior software engineer and... I, hey, let's get you on with Vox Day tomorrow. You're still here tomorrow. I am still here tomorrow. Can we get Vox Day on with him tomorrow? Great. Awesome. Yeah, it's wonderful. Keep going. I apologize. So um, if anyone turns on like the television or you know, PlayStation 4 or Xbox or Nintendo Switch and they see the embedded version of YouTube playing on their television, that's the app that I was working on. And it, at the, when, when I left uh, YouTube, when I resigned, um, 
that app constituted 10% of YouTube's entire traffic. Well, the fact that a major Google engineer who was running, you know, 10% of YouTube's traffic alone with one thing he did has come out with the big Ed Snowden level data dump is that I've noticed this pattern of insiders being able to hack Google's systems uh, because I saw how they took down Jordan B. Peterson. I was able to use Google's own services at trends.google.com to show the real search traffic for this search term and show that Google was lying. So either Google is lying through one service or they're lying through the other. And either way, they're, they're both lying. Yeah, Joe brings up a good point. Owen has already disavowed Zach V in a in a live stream. I I was going to bring that up in a sec too. Um, but yeah, that's what makes this whole thing interesting. Well, I'm telling you, this fucking guy is uh, he's just a he's just a wacko nut job that quit his fucking job at YouTube. Whistleblower loves QAnon, accused Zionist of running the government. What O'Keefe's video leaves out, though, is that his much-hyped insider is not as credible as he claims. On social media, Voorhees is an avid promoter of anti-Semitic accusations that banks, the media, and the United States government are controlled by Zionists. He also pushed conspiracies like QAnon, Pizzagate, and a discredited claim that vaccines cause autism. Sound like Owen? Um, on another subject, and thank you uh, for that clip. That's from uh, John Arcade to subscribe. I, well, I I don't know if I want to get into this, but um, I'll probably be opening like another can of worms. But um. What exactly is... I still don't get what QAnon is, or what it's supposed to be. It, it's, it's, it just seems like a giant um, X-Files type um, thing. I mean, I've, I've, had, I've had QAnon people reaching out to me in the last couple of years, too. I don't... Um, So, um, I mean, I, I tend to try and stay out of conspiracy stuff just in general. I mean, the, the Vox, I mean, the, the, uh, the QAnon people are entertaining. I'll give them that, but I don't know how serious it is, but, um, Anyway, another Owen video that I thought was interesting, and this was mainly, like, what caught my attention. Like, I've kind of been taking a break from um, a lot of this stuff, but Owen recently did a video on uh, advertising and how advertising is... is, is, Advertising is bad, okay? Uh... That's kind of the premise of this one. So, uh, let's let's pull this up. Owen video. Owen doesn't understand advertising. Uh, clip number three. Roll the tape. How many people have actually used promo code Ben and bought some fucking sheets? 
None. Nobody does that. That's one reason why I never took advertising, because it isn't honest. I used to make way more when I used to take advertisers. Joe Rogan is being paid uh, dirty money. It's, none of it's based on actual advertising. How many people have actually used promo code Ben and bought some fucking sheets? None. Nope. Well, I haven't used promo code Ben for uh, Bullen brand sheets, but I did get a pair of like movement sunglasses using promo code Ben. So, um, so, and the, the movement sunglasses are actually pretty good. They've actually outlasted a pair of Ray-Bans that I've had. So, uh, that, that's not necessarily like a sponsorship endorsement. I'm just saying that the ones I have are pretty good. And I did use Ben's promo code with that. So... does that that's one reason why i never took advertising because it isn't honest you know i got paid once six thousand dollars just to say like casper mattresses promo code um owen this is years ago and i was like it was years ago uh no that was more like two or three years ago i mean i guess that could technically be considered years ago but i mean that doesn't even like seem like that long ago to me and yeah i know i'm i'm mincing words but it wasn't that long ago oh, cool we sell some mattresses and uh you know i get six grand a podcast so just know even though i do i've been you know doing well and an off okay six grand a podcast is like really good actually in the p.o box I used to make way more when I used to take advertisers. But here's the thing. Did I make a mistake? No. Um, yeah, you kind of did by getting, getting rid of your ad, advertisers. Okay, now, this, now the reason why I bring this up is because um, I've actually had people uh, comment this... Uh, Well, yeah, Royal Jeff Jefferson brings up a good point. The fact Ben keeps getting paid to sell means people buy, buy because of his advertisements. And yeah, um, so in regards to the, to the whole ad, advertising thing, this kind of amuses me because, uh, at the beginning of 2019, I started taking ads on my podcast through uh, Anchor, who Anchor is the company that hosts the um, the audio version of this podcast. So I'll put the live streams of uh, you know, I'll put the YouTube live streams like this one. This will be on the auto feed on Sundays and. Um, then I do like a audio exclusive podcast on Thursdays, and I'll do bonus episodes sometimes. Speaking of, um, tomorrow, well, I'll save the announcements for the end of the show. But uh, regardless, 
I started taking advertisements um, on my podcast at the beginning of the year. In, in 20, well, at, at the end of last year, but it was like December of 2019. So it didn't really start paying me until January. But much like um, YouTube, at much like YouTube um, ads, the way Anchor ads work is uh, I'll get I'll get an offer from the from like a from like a sponsor who sees that my podcast is like in the news and politics section or that I do really well, and uh, they'll like match up with podcasts in my genre and they'll they'll basically give me uh copy to read in the ad um and then I'll read the ad and then I can in in my case I can choose where in the podcast I want to put the ad so, I always choose to put my ads in the beginning of the podcast, like Rogan does. And then, every time someone streams uh, an episode of The Witch Holder or downloads it, I get revenue from the ad. Now, I do have flexibility of like choosing which ads I can take. So, a lot of my ads will actually be, like, for smartphone apps that you can download. In fact, the ones that I've had so far this year uh, have been pretty much of smartphone apps. It's, uh, it's not bad that I have ads. It's really helped me as like a small independent podcaster to. Uh, it's really helped my, uh, you know, my little small independent podcaster to have ads. So ads aren't necessarily like inher- inherently bad, but um, yeah. So Vox has explained it. Ven is Ben is. Financially backed by the neocon cabal ad, ads do not matter. Well, I mean, when you make when you make when you make it to big levels like Shapiro does, right? He he has he has his own company too, and there are lots of people who subscribe to the Daily Wire. And I mean, also, I've interviewed I interviewed Ben. Shapiro back in 2012 uh, on my old podcast. Right after he got known, that was kind of how I made how I made my bones. As I've said before, I do like Ben personally. I don't always always agree with him, but I I do like him. And look, I mean, if if I've if I'm honest, I would love to have an outfit the size of the Daily Wire one of these days. I won't necessarily... I've been offered gigs before. Uh, I haven't taken them just because I haven't been the right fit, but if if an ad, 
if I were to get an offer to uh, keep doing what I'm doing and everything seemed copacetic, um, I I I might take it if if the offer is right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I don't I don't think making money off of podcasting or uh, you know commentary is inher- is inherently bad. Um, so, I just think, honestly, Owen is mad because he can't get ad- advertisers anymore. And, uh, you know, I would, I would just rather that he, that he come out and say that than, um, you know, oh, I, I don't take ads anymore because they're dishonest. So... Yeah, Rural brings up a good point. So the problem with with uh, with Ben's ad revenue is where the rest of his uh, seller comes from. That makes advertising bad. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and and that's that's the other thing is like a lot of a lot of. A lot of uh, podcasts out there, the um, the advertisers won't reach out to the podcasters directly. Like like I said in my case, the advertisers will reach out to Anchor, and then Anchor will then give me the option of advertisers that I want to work with. Same with uh, Westwood One, who hosts. Um, Ben's podcast and also Dennis Miller's podcast who I know Joe listens to as well okay Westwood One is the one who does ads for a lot of podcasts so um so yeah ad revenue is an interesting thing and people have asked me to kind of explain it um so and uh I, I'm I'm waiting for the audio I'm waiting for people from Audible to reach out to me because Audible is the one service that I actually do use from Amazon. So uh yeah, let's see. Advertising is bad. Subscribe to unauthorized. Jack, uh, Dennis, yeah, um, I mean, I, I used to actually clip some of Dennis's ad, ad reads too, because they're funny, and that, that's the other thing is, some of the ad reads, like, if you ever listen to Bill Burr's podcast, he does ad reads, but he makes fun of the, uh, ad reads too, like, he does ad. He Bill Burr does ad reads for me undies all the time, and uh, they're basically satire. So, you know, a lot a lot of podcasters make fun of the, um, you know, advertisements that they uh, have too, and you know that that's 
that's fine too. But I mean, advertisers want to work with people who have audiences, and you know, some of them are work are wanting to work with bigger podcasts. Some of them want to work with smaller podcasts like me, or I guess are willing to. It's a it's a beautiful thing. So. All right, uh, let's see. What else do we have? Um, we don't have anything in the uh, video queue. Uh, I know that people want me to uh, talk a little bit about the debt about the uh, Dan Crenshaw interview on Rogan. I, uh, I'm almost done listening to uh, the Dan Crenshaw Rogan, Rogan interview. Not quite, but uh, I, I want to finish that before um, you know, I actually do an analysis. But so far, I mean, it, it it's it's an interesting interview. I I I actually haven't heard much of. I haven't heard Crenshaw speak um, that much. So I'll I'll have my analysis of um, that interview here in a bit. Um, let's see. What else do we have as far as uh, announcements go? Um, oh, I, okay, so I do want to plug this real quick. Uh, I will be, uh, on a upcoming podcast this week. I actually recorded an interview earlier this week on a, uh, another podcast called, uh, Out of the Blank, and, uh, which it isn't really a political podcast, but it's more of like a conversational podcast, uh, kind of like Joe Rogan style um, conversation. The uh, the young guy who hosts uh, the podcast, Robbie Robinson, Robertson, uh, he had me on just to kind of talk about my background and talk about why I like podcasting and some of the views some of the views I have on the world and whatnot. Uh, so he gave me a chance to be very uh, autobiographical. We didn't talk that much about politics. We just kind of shot the breeze. So uh, it was a fun podcast to be on. And um, I will be... I'll post the uh, link to that interview when that's out. And uh, I will also be having Robbie on my audio podcast uh, here within the next week as well. So be on the lookout for that. Um, so anyway, I want to thank everyone here for uh, listening to the Whitfield Report. I, I will be back on Thursday with, uh, uh, with an episode of the audio podcast. That will probably be when the interview with Robbie comes out. So, and then tomorrow, uh, I don't know whether I should do like a live stream format podcast on this or an audio exclusive, but uh, people have been asking me to talk about like the Matrix uh, movie and 
some movie news, so I'll be talking about that tomorrow, whether or not that's on the audio podcast, or whether that's on the video podcast, I don't know yet. But, um, anyway, I want to thank you uh, so very much for tuning in, uh, and for everyone who joined me, uh, thank you for listening, God bless, and God save this great nation. I'll see you on the next episode of the Whitfield Report. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. You are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show you can head over to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page if you can support the podcast I really really appreciate that Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated, even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast. I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode.